everyone, I hope you're all doing so well and welcome back to the Criminal Makeup Podcast. Each episode we dive into the minds of some of the worst criminals in history and today we are going to be talking about the case of Dimitri and Natalia, also known as the Cannibal Couple. Yes, today we are going to be talking about cannibals. And I've got to give a warning here, there is going to be some pretty graphic descriptions in today's episode. So if you are eating, maybe don't for this episode. I don't know if you have a strong stomach, then go ahead. There are also some very, very graphic images out there on the internet for this case. And I did come across those images when I was researching this case and I kind of wish I hadn't. They are pretty disturbing and they are images that have never left my brain. And overall, today's case is just a shocking one completely. And the reports out there of what Dimitri and Natalia did in their little apartment are just unbelievable. But I do have to say it is definitely hard to get to the bottom of the truth on what happened in today's case. There seems to be a lot of myths surrounding this story. Facts are hard to confirm. So just a disclaimer, this one was a little bit murky to research. But with all of that being said, let's get into it. So this case takes place in southern Russia in a place called Krasnodar. And it starts with the discovery of a mobile phone on the 11th of September 2017. Now this was discovered by construction workers. Again, this was a detail that I couldn't really find out what kind of workers they were, like whether they were building something or doing roadworks or anything like that. But they're construction workers, they're going about their business, doing their daily job, and they find a phone on the ground. Like everybody, they were curious. They opened up the phone and this is 2017. Who doesn't have a password on their phone? Um, But this phone didn't. They open it up and they go straight to the photos because why wouldn't they? Well, I bet they wish they hadn't. I'm gonna tell you this now. If I ever find a phone, I'm not looking at the photos, okay? Because what they found would give you the shock of a lifetime, I'm telling you. Because when they opened up the photos, the photos that they found were graphic. They, uh, I, I, I can't. This literally leaves me speechless because I just don't know what I would do. Like I said, I'm not gonna do it. Basically, they open up the photos and the first photo that they see is of a man He's taking a little selfie, you know. This is not your ordinary selfie though. This selfie is of a man with a severed hand. Yeah, you heard that right, a severed hand in his mouth. Let that sink in. And I've seen this photo. So this hand was severed at the wrist here. And then this wrist part was the part that was in his mouth. So it was kind of like the fingers and the hand were like sticking out and his mouth was like around the wrist. Oh, I just, I can't, okay? Who does that? And when I first heard about this case, I obviously heard about that photo being taken. And in my head, maybe I've been influenced too much by TV, um, but I just imagined there to be blood and it to be really gory and just really messy. But when I actually saw the picture, it was surprisingly clean. But this hand, it almost didn't look real because it was that clean. Like there was no discoloration on the skin. It, it, it was just weird. It was weird. Like when I was looking at it, if I didn't know the context of the photo, I would have said that it was a fake hand, but it was a real hand. It has been confirmed that it was a real hand. So yeah, the builders see this photo 
and they continue to scroll through the photos. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I'd like to think that I would have stopped if I'd have seen that, but I don't know whether I would have. Um, so yeah, they carry on scrolling and the next photo is another selfie of the same man and he has the severed hand in this photo again, but instead of it being in his mouth, he has the hand, like I don't know where the wrist is, like you can't really see it, but he has the hand and the hand's fingers are up his nose. I just, I, 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 I literally have no words. It's like, why? <laughs> why would you put this severed hands, fingers up your nose? Why? But anyway, the builders carry on scrolling through the photos. And of course they see other things. It's not just those two photos on the phone. There's also a photo of a severed head. Um, there's also other body parts pictured. It's just absolutely horrific. And the builders obviously realized that this phone needs to be handed into the police because, um, yeah. <laughs> and when the police saw the phone and photos, they were like, what the hell? And they managed to trace the phone back to the owner who is a man called Dimitri Bakshiv. And they were able to figure out that Dimitri was also the man in the selfies because obviously just because it's his phone doesn't mean that it is him in the selfies but it was. Well, Dimitri was born in southern Russia on January 28th 1982. He was an Aquarius. Shortly after his birth Dimitri's biological mother placed him in an orphanage and he stayed in this orphanage for around three years until he was adopted by Svet, Lana and Vladimir. And I couldn't really find out much detail about Dimitri's childhood but he has been described as very shy, a bit reclusive, often very withdrawn and would prefer the company of animals which I don't really blame him there. He just really struggled to socialize with others. And this is something that he did carry through to his adulthood as well. But when Dimitri was around 15, things took a turn for the worst for him because his adoptive mother, Svetlana, died very suddenly. She got cancer and died very shortly after being diagnosed. And Vladimir, his adoptive father, kicked him out of the house. I mean, can you imagine? Dimitri has just lost his mother. And then his father has kicked him out of the house. And I couldn't find out exactly why he kicked him out of the house. But what I did find was that Vladimir preferred Dimitri's sister. She was born just after Dimitri and she wasn't adopted. So it's thought that Vladimir never really accepted Dimitri as his son, which is just disgusting. Dimitri is now living on the street at the age of 15. And living on the street at the age of 15, it wasn't long before he turned to crime. He would often steal food. Um, I think he stole a car once as well. And for his crimes, he did spend a short time in prison. But then when he was released, he did actually get a job as a construction worker. And this definitely gave him more stability in his life. And then he meets a woman named Natalia and they become a couple. Imagine sleeping at your favorite hotel every night. Well, that is exactly what slipping into Etitude's clean bamboo sheets feel like. When they say it's the most comfortable fabric you'll ever feel, they mean it. Etitude sheets are luxuriously soft, as smooth as silk, and more breathable than cotton, hypoallergenic, and their sustainable bedding is also made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric. So you can rest easy knowing your bedding is free from harmful chemicals and better for you, 
and the planet. And right now, Etitude is offering the Criminal Makeup listeners $25 off their first bedding order with code Criminal Makeup. And I've been using Etitude sheets now for a few weeks and they are incredible. The fabric is so soft. They keep me at the absolute perfect temperature at night. And also they are hyper allergenic. And given that I am prone to suffering with my skin and allergies, it is really so much better for me. And it is so important that I look for bedding that is hypoallergenic. And not just that, Etitude's bamboo sheets are amazing for the planet. They are ethically crafted from regenerative natural resources. And not just that, they use 99% less water than cotton to produce, which is a huge difference. And the Etitude team is so sure that you'll love your new sheets that you can try them 30 nights risk-free and return them no questions asked. So don't forget you can get $25 off your bedding order for a limited time when you visit etitude.com forward slash criminal maker spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash criminal makeup. Again, that's etitude.com forward slash criminal makeup. Happy sleeping. And it's a bit debated on when they met um, I couldn't actually find a concrete answer of when they met um, and how long they've been together. It was very murky, but uh, I don't really know. They met. They're a couple. That's all I can find out. So Natalia was also born in southern Russia on the 25th of January, 1975. She's also an Aquarius like Dimitri. Now, I don't know much about astrology, but two Aquariuses together, does that mean something? I don't know. Her mother also died when she was quite young and was raised by her grandmother. Now, Natalia dreamed of being a doctor and she did get a job as a nurse on a military base in Krasnodar. <laughs> Probably not pronouncing that place right at all. So shortly after Dimitri and Natalia met, they moved into an apartment um, on the military base. But shortly after they move into this apartment, uh, Natalia gets fired from her job as a nurse on the military base. But her and Dimitri are able to stay living on the military base, but Natalia no longer works there. And why did she get fired? Because she's always drunk. She definitely has a little bit of a drinking problem and she definitely gained a little bit of a reputation for her drinking problem and her neighbours were very judgmental of her and Dimitri and the neighbours would often complain about a smell, a terrible smell coming from the apartment. Now I don't know if this actually happened but I can imagine that he did but I feel like the neighbours all had like a little town hall meeting about Natalia and Dimitri about the smell coming from their apartment and what they were going to do about it because there was this one incident where all of the neighbours went round to Natalia and Dimitri's apartment and started banging on the door to like discuss hey your apartment stinks we can all smell it what are you going to do about it? But when Dimitri and Natalia opened the door to the neighbours, they went furious. Natalia went crazy. She wouldn't talk to the neighbours. She wasn't going to let them in or anything. She went crazy. It's kind of like they were trying to hide something. I wonder what it was. Okay, so now jumping back to 2017, like the current time in the case, the police obviously realise that it's Dimitri in the photos. So the police go to Dimitri and ask him like, uh, can you please explain what's going on here? And Dimitri tells them this story. Dimitri says that he was just casually walking home from work when he accidentally discovered a dismembered body in a dumpster. He doesn't explain why the hell he's in this dumpster. And then he tells the police that when he found the body in the dumpster, he decided to collect the body parts 
take them home and he just felt compelled to take photos with them. So you felt compelled to put a severed hand's fingers up your nose. Dimitri is definitely telling the police this in like a very jokey way. I think he thinks that the police will find the uh, funny side of this, but obviously they don't. All Dimitri's defense to this story was, I did something stupid. I mean, who just stumbles across a body um, and feels compelled to take the body home for a photo shoot? I don't buy it. The police think that there is more going on here than what Dimitri is saying. So they do arrest Dimitri and they search the apartment. So the police enter the apartment and my God, is it a mess. I think saying that it's a mess is a bit of an understatement to be honest. They were like hoarders. There was just stuff everywhere. Things were just like tipped out on the floor, on the bed, on the side. There was no organization, nothing. It was just a mess. I don't know how anyone can live like that. Remember when the neighbors were complaining about the smell? I mean, from the title of this case, I'm sure your mind is going to <laughs> what the smell could be. But aside from that, can you imagine what it smelled like in this apartment? Because I can't imagine that they're cleaned. From the video, you can see that there's photos everywhere, just like on the bed, in piles and everywhere. And the police go over to this one stack of photos and look at what is there. Uh, is now burned into my brain. I wish I hadn't seen it. From a distance, the photo doesn't look like anything strange or sinister. It kind of just looks like a photo of food on a serving platter, but it's not, but it is, but it's, it's not. When you get a little bit closer to the image, you can see that it's not normal food on a serving platter. This is a severed head on a serving platter. And what is even worse is that this head has been garnished. It's like in the middle of this platter and there's oranges all around it. And then there's this like white stuff all over it as well. I don't know what the hell that is. Kind of looks like it's rotting or moldy or something. I don't know. But then there's also, there's also olives in the eye sockets. Like the eyes have been taken out and replaced with olives. And then there's just a lemon where the nose should be. It, honestly, it reminds me of a clown. Um, I don't know if that's the look they were going for, but I wish I hadn't seen that photo because it just, it looks like a clown and I don't like clowns. I don't do well with clowns. And there's also a date on this photo, which said the 28th of December, 1999. Yeah, we're in 2017 right now. So almost 20 years prior. The police are like, how long has this been going on for? 20 years and it's thought because of the date on this photo that this head was served as like Christmas dinner. <laughs> Not that this is an important question or anything, but it's like this head, was it served as just like a decorative piece or was it actually meant to be eaten? These are the kind of questions that keep me up at night and I don't wanna be thinking about this, okay? So the police find this photo, um, they carry on the search through the apartment and they enter the kitchen and they head straight to the fridge. We all know that it's not gonna be good in there. And inside the fridge is a jar. Oh, I've seen this as well. A jar of flesh. Oh my God, I can't. It's just, it honestly makes me feel sick. It really does. But this jar is like jam packed of flesh and it's like blood and it's just like, oh, it's all like tightly packed in. It honestly looks like something from a horror film that you would see in like an evil scientist's lab. And the police did test the flesh in this jar and it was confirmed that the flesh was human. They also found 
19 pieces of flesh in the fridge. Another thing that freaked me out, there was like a whole chicken in this fridge. It looked like a chicken anyway, but it was just like out. No packaging, nothing, just like thrown in the fridge. Then the police move on to the freezer and it doesn't get better, it doesn't. In the freezer, they found seven human body parts. It doesn't stop there though. They also found cans of meat in the kitchen and they couldn't identify what meat this was. Why are you storing all of this? Why are you freezing body parts? Why are these body parts almost pickled in a jar? I swear this case gets worse as you go through it. So the police also in the kitchen found a cookbook. And this is not like your normal Gordon Ramsay cookbook or anything like that. No, this is a cookbook for cannibals. And inside this cookbook were all cannibal recipes on how to cook humans and what body parts are the best and all of these different recipes. And it went into all of this detail. And this cookbook was handwritten and it was handwritten by Natalia. And it doesn't stop there, it doesn't. I really wish it did. But alongside this cookbook, there was also a video tutorial. And on this video tutorial, it told you like how to dismember a human body and what body parts of a human were best to cook, which tasted the nicest, which fats and parts and everything were the best for this kind of recipe. I just can't, can you imagine? I mean, I know it wasn't a YouTube video, but can you imagine? Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. Today, we're gonna to be talking about a human body, how we're gonna dismember it and what are the best pieces to cook for your Sunday dinner. Like seriously, who is making these videos? I couldn't find out who made this video. It wasn't Natalia or Dimitri. So after the police have fully searched the apartment, the police find a couple more disturbing things when they make their way outside. Police make their way out onto the courtyard of the apartment where Natalia and Dimitri live. Now, I don't know if this was a private courtyard. I can't imagine that it is because they're living in an apartment on a military base. And I can't imagine that everyone has their own private courtyard, like they don't. So it's clearly a courtyard that quite a few people share. I just can't believe that none of the neighbors saw what was outside. I mean, maybe they did, who knows? So the police make their way out into the courtyard and they see a bucket. What is in this bucket? Um, a human head. And it started to like rot away. Um, and that's not it. Next to the bucket with the head in, they find a scalp. So next to the bucket, they find this scalp and it's got all of this long red hair coming out of it. And it is just a scalp. Like it's just a bit of flesh with the hair coming out. I just, oh my God, this case. I just can't imagine, like I can't imagine this because I've seen the photos. And I think what the police are the most concerned about is how long has this been going on for? Like what is going on here? Because this looks like kind of a serious operation with everything that they found. Police interview Natalia and Dimitri and first the police want to concentrate on the body that they found in the apartment before they get onto anything else. So Dimitri now confesses to the murder of the body found in the apartment, which is the body that he had taken pictures with on the phone. And obviously he previously denied 
uh, the murder, he said that he just found the body in a dumpster. But now he has confessed to the murder and the victim was Elena Bakrushiva, um, who was 34 years old. She was murdered on the 8th of September 2017, so just three days before the phone is found. On the 8th of December, Dimitri and Natalia are just out drinking in a local bar. And Elena is also from the local area. And again, this was something that I couldn't quite work out how Dimitri and Natalia knew Elena, but they ended up drinking together. I don't know if they just met on that day or they were kind of acquaintances. I don't know, but they did end up drinking together in this bar. And Elena starts flirting with Dimitri. And she's just taking too much of an interest in Dimitri for Natalia's liking. And Natalia is really not happy about this. So what does she go and do? She tells Dimitri to kill Elena. And for some reason, Dimitri's like, um, okay, yeah, I'll do that for you. Apparently, Dimitri was so in love with Natalia that he would actually do anything for her. So all three of them go to this abandoned area near where Dimitri and Natalia live. I don't exactly know what the two of them said to Elena to get her to go with them. I don't really know something else that I couldn't find out, but all three of them are in this abandoned uh, place. And this is where Dimitri stabs Elena to death. And Elena dies of multiple stab wounds. And it's also reported that Natalia also participated in the murder. And the both of them together dismember the body and take the body back to their apartment. So this story that Dimitri and Natalia have told explains the body found in the apartment and all of the body parts in the freezer. However, the police want to know what else is going on here. Like, are there more people? Because that head... The head platter still hasn't been explained. And apparently this is when Natalia just comes clean. And she says that both her and Dimitri have murdered, dismembered and eaten 30 people. Yes, you heard that right. 30 people. Again, I have no words. It's like, how does anybody get away with killing 30 people over such a long period of time as well? Because that photo was 1999, nearly 20 years before this. And then the police asked them, like, how did you do it? And apparently Natalia and Dimitri would go on to dating sites and this is how they would lure their victims to their apartment. They would then use a tranquilizer, Corvalol, to knock out the victims. And then this is when they would kill their victims and dismember their bodies and then store their remains in the fridge, freezer and cellar clearly for eating at a later time. I even saw rumors, and I say rumors because I couldn't confirm it anywhere, but I saw rumors that they would sometimes skin their victims alive. Then the police went on to start showing Natalia and Dimitri photos of missing people, just to try and figure out if some of the people that were missing that the police were looking for happened to be any of their victims. And so many of the photos that the police were showing Natalia, Natalia was just going, yep, we killed and ate that one. Yep, we killed and ate that one as well. And so on. It's just so horrific. After the interview where Natalia and Dimitri confessed to killing, dismembering and eating 30 people, the police were just about to start investigating all of these other crimes. 
um, when this confession, this interview, got leaked to the media, which the police, as you can imagine, were not happy about. And the media went absolutely crazy with this story. I mean, of course they would. This couple ate 30 people and it spread across media outlets just all over the world, but particularly in the UK and the USA and also Russia. And after Natalia and Dimitri's face started appearing in the media everywhere, people started coming forward with their um, disturbing stories, particularly about Natalia. There were a ton of rumors surrounding Natalia apparently cooking human meat and selling it on to unsuspecting customers. It's also said that Natalia, to earn some extra money, would bake pies and sell them to local restaurants and she would fill these pies with quote whatever's around um yeah she also apparently made stews with human meat and would feed this stew to the cadets on the military base and she would also turn human remains into canned meat and sell these cans to catering businesses. Remember, there was cans found of meat in the apartment and the police didn't know what meat it was. I think we know now. There was even a story of a restaurant owner that came forward about his interview that he had with Natalia because she was interviewing to work as a chef at his restaurant. And he said that that interview was so bizarre with Natalia because she just kept asking questions about how this chef sourced his meat and where did he get his meat from and would he want to get it somewhere cheaper. Thankfully, he didn't end up hiring her because the whole thing was just so strange. But now, all of these years later, he is convinced that Natalia was trying to sell him human meat. So basically, all of these stories came forward about Natalia basically selling human meat and other people eating human meat unknowingly. Um, but the Russian authorities shut all of this down completely and said that it was just rumors and there was no truth to this. I mean, with situations like this, I mean, of course, the Russian authorities are gonna deny this because they're not gonna want it to get out to the public that the public could have possibly purchased and eaten human meat. So after the interview got leaked to the media, not much happened really with this case until it went to trial. And the trial kept being delayed because of Dimitri's health. He actually caught tuberculosis, which is extremely contagious. So he had to be held in a separate area. He wasn't allowed to be kept with other prisoners. So the trial actually kept being delayed because of Dimitri's health. And then in February of 2019, almost 18 months after their arrest, it was Natalia's trial. Then Dimitri went to trial a few months later in June of 2019. And when the case is presented, this is what really shocked me in this whole case. I know, <laughs> there's enough shocking things, but this completely shocked me. They said, after investigating, there is absolutely no evidence that Natalia and Dimitri killed, dismembered, and ate 30 people. Uh, I don't know about that. But yeah, apparently the bit about the 30 people, none of it's true. And the media completely made it all up. Anyway, um, the authorities don't charge Dimitri or Natalia with any other murders apart from the murder of Elena. And I just want to point out 
that Dimitri and Natalia are only charged with the murder of Elena. They are not charged with the cannibalism of Elena, even though they have admitted to eating Elena. So now you're probably thinking, okay, so why aren't they being charged with uh, the cannibalism? Would you want to know why? Because cannibalism isn't illegal in Russia. What? So the police can't charge them with cannibalism because it's legal. I, I'm sorry, what? Legal. Cannibalism is legal. That should not be coming out of my mouth. And it was this particular bit of information that cannibalism is legal that sent me down the rabbit hole. So I did some digging and I laugh because it's unbelievable. So I did some digging and apparently it's not just Russia. Cannibalism isn't illegal in the UK or the USA. I'm sorry, what? Apart from Idaho, forgot that. Yeah, cannibalism is legal in 49 states. It's only illegal in Idaho. I'm sorry, what? Um, and what is even more bizarre, there was a petition in the UK to make cannibalism illegal and the government rejected it. Make that make sense, it doesn't. Apparently, um, you actually can't get away with cannibalism legally. Um, so I think that's why there's no law saying that it's illegal because you can't actually do it legally because you have to either murder someone to eat them and obviously you've murdered someone so that's breaking the law you also can't desecrate a corpse which means that you can't just find a dead body or dig up a dead body and eat it because that's disturbing the corpse um, and you can't eat someone that's alive because that would be an assault or battery but apparently <laughs> i'm sorry you're coming down the rabbit hole with me okay i'm not doing this on my own the only way to legally get away with cannibalism is to eat yourself. And before you think, oh, no one's done that, they have. I came across this story of this man in the US that got into a motorbike accident and had to have his leg amputated. And he asked to keep the leg. I didn't know you could do that. And then he took the leg home and he used his leg meat to cook him and his friends tacos because they were all curious to see what human meat would taste like. And that's completely legal, apparently. But uh, yeah, back to the story, because I went off on a bit of a tangent there. So yeah, the police are only charging Dimitri and Natalia with the murder of Elena and also the dismemberment of Elena, because apparently all of the body parts that were found in the apartment, all of the pieces of flesh, the flesh that was in the jar, the head, everything is apparently Elena. So at her trial, Natalia was found guilty of murder and she was sentenced to one and a half years in prison and also 10 years in a penal colony. It's basically just an overseas prison. It's usually an island and they have a really bad reputation because a lot of forced labor goes on and also abuse to the prisoners. At Dimitri's trial, he's also found guilty of murder and he's sentenced to 12 years and two months in a maximum security prison and was also prescribed compulsory supervision and treatment by a psychiatrist. And then on the 16th of February, 2020, Less than a year into his sentence, Dimitri died in prison. He had type one diabetes and he hadn't received the correct medication for his diabetes. Now, I don't know if this was his choice or he just wasn't given the right kind of medication, um, but his untreated diabetes is what caused his death. So that was the best way that I could interpret the case from 
the media and what was reported. However, there are so many conspiracy theories surrounding this case. And there's also just such a lack of truth around this case that like you just don't know what to believe. The Russian authorities now claim that the rumors surrounding Dmitry and Natalia about them eating 30 people are just rumors never happened. And they are basically accusing the Western media of spreading false rumors. They've also said that the interview where Natalia does confess to these 30 murders and eating 30 people never happened. Doesn't exist. Nothing. And I did try and find the leaked interview. I tried to find it, but I can't. However, on the flip side, the Western media are accusing Russia of a cover-up. <laughs> so basically both sides are saying that the other one is lying. The Western media are saying that Russia is so embarrassed about this crime and the fact that 30 people just went missing and were eaten and it went on for so long unnoticed on a military base. I think that's the key part there. Um, that they're covering it up. They're saying that it didn't happen. Now, honestly, I don't know what to think. I don't know what the truth is. I mean, 30 people is a hell of a lot of people. Like, I don't know if I believe that they killed and ate 30 people. I don't know. But I don't believe that Elena was their first and only victim. From the pictures that I saw of the dismembered body, everything just looks so clean and skillfully done and like clean cut. I find it hard to wrap my head around the fact that that was their first victim and they did it so skillfully. I mean, I know they clearly watch tutorials on how to do it, but still it just looks so clean. And also the dates just don't add up to me. They don't. Apparently Elena was killed on the 8th of September and then the phone was found three days later on the 11th of September. I know it's definitely possible, not saying that, and they could have had everything pre-planned and everything, but three days is a very short space of time to kill someone, dismember them, take photos with them, store their body, write a cookbook, um, and then lose your phone, especially if it's your first time. Like to do all of that in three days, I know it's possible, but for it to be your first time, I don't know, that seems like a lot to do. <laughs> and also, like, if it's your first time killing and dismembering somebody and then taking photos with them, what are the chances that it's just that time that you lose your phone? What are the chances of that? You would be guarding that phone with your life. You would make sure that you wouldn't lose it. But if it's not your first time and you've been doing this for years, maybe you would be a little bit more relaxed about the phone because you've been getting away with it for all of this time. So why would you be worried about losing your phone? And I know that there are very messed up, disturbed people in the world, but I do find it hard to believe that you would be so comfortable with a dead body that you would put a severed human hand in your mouth the first time you've killed someone. I just feel like that's something that you would work up to. However, the thing that convinces me the most that Elena was not their first victim, that they killed, dismembered, and ate, is the cookbook in Natalia's handwriting. I just think what chef writes a cookbook of recipes that they've never cooked before? It doesn't happen. So why would Natalia write a cookbook of all of these recipes that included human meat if she'd never cooked them before. And then I also think back to the neighbors complaining about a horrible, foul smell for all of those years. And I just think we all know what that smell was. 
And that brings us to the end of today's episode. And I am sure most of you are going to go and Google those disturbing images. And I will warn you, they will never leave your brain if you go and see those images from today's case, especially the one with the head on the platter. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. Subscribe or follow to make sure you never miss an episode of The Criminal Makeup. And I would love it if you could leave a review of the show if you enjoy it. In the meantime, if you've been affected by any of the themes in this episode, please take the time to look at the description for this episode for some helpful resources. Special thanks to my producers at Audio Boom Studios, and I'll see you all in the next one.